The following program contains coarse language and nudity. Discretion is advised. Hey there, folks. This is Kristen Williams with another Trans Advocate Podcast. And today we have Robin. Robin is back. Hello again. Thank God. Oh, uh, <laughs> while I was out, I met some of our fans. Really? I we did. have fans. I did. I, Holy I, crap. I met three people that I usually haven't been talking to recently, and they said they've been catching up on the podcast. <laughs> Everything from your brain <laughs> to dancing unicorns and wondering, well, when the hell is Road versus White going to get flipped? And I'm like, wait, did you listen to the end of that podcast? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and <laughs> we have Alexis. Yeah, I'm sort of feeling like I need to leave for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I can be appreciated. Aww, I mean, you no. know. <laughs> That's okay, I'll get even. <laughs> so how is everybody doing? How was your trip? Pretty great, pretty great. It's good to beat the heat a little bit, and mm. I have uh, some QFest updates for those that want to, you know, do some things inside. Oh, so, cool! Yeah. Well, and how was yours, Alexis? Uh, I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> well, no, not your trip, but you know, your week. How was your week? We call oh. those trips. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Way overly busy. And, and it Up was and a, down the stairs. That's and, it. And it was supposed to be empty. You know, with a little bit of like three days of heavy fever thrown in, but that's another thing. <laughs> that's right. You know, God, then, you were so sick. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But they were really cool hallucinations. <laughs> I think they may not have been hallucinations. That's the concerning part. <laughs> because some things that I thought weren't hallucinations really were. <laughs> so it serves to reason that some of the things I thought were hallucinations maybe weren't. There are a couple things missing that I've yet to find. <laughs> <laughs> that, that has me thinking maybe they weren't no, hallucinations. No, that was actually me coming over to your house, you know, getting a couple of things that I've had my eye on. And, ah, okay, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> These were more items of clothing. That <laughs> well, exactly. I, I, <laughs> I know, I know they were someplace, but they aren't someplace that I can find anymore. <laughs> Some people just did that with their partying this weekend, <laughs> like, let, yeah, alone, let yeah. alone their fevers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, um, Robin, you before yes. we got started, you were talking to us about how uh, some religious group is, is trying to figure out what God's gender is. Was what was what was that about? What yes. is this? Well, that oh God, no, I, no, no, not. no. I mean, it's, it's just weird to think <laughs> the that Episcopalians. People spill- well, you know, I think this is awesome. Okay, because okay. a lot of All times, right. from um, as a gender book creator, I'll get people who attend a church or people who. Uh, are on boards of churches and they care about people who attend the church. They want to be welcoming. Right. But they okay. don't know wait, wait, how... Wait. Uh-huh. Whenever you say welcoming, mm-hmm. what the hell does that mean? I hear yeah. like, welcome, we're a welcoming, congar- you know... Sure. Congregation. Whatever. Congregation. I think, I think the, it varies yeah. per, per, per church. But, you know, the people who call us, they say like, you know, they, they recognize that their church can be uh, pretty binary. They have mm. women's group, men's group. Uh-huh. Uh, some of them even have name tags of established members and uh, they know that some people may be in mid-transition or they don't want to mispronoun uh, them when they come through the door. Okay. So they're dealing with how do we have our congregation, you know, be welcoming, be, uh-huh, like uh, be uh-huh. accepting of whoever walks through the door, be 
uh, Christ-like, if you will. And uh, but just be just be nice, just be welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They don't even really put a biblical spin on it when they talk to me. Um, they don't want. It's been brought to their attention that maybe they. Um, lost some opportunities on newcomers because they didn't quite get how to not misgender someone or, um, you know, when they wanted to go to the women's study, but they didn't quite look like a woman. Uh, Like, do they still mm. go to the men's study? How Mm -hmm. do they deal with their gender neutral kids that are coming through daycare? Like, Mm -hmm. I just like how some of these things are popping up in school. They're popping up in churches. So people will call me as somebody who does gender one hundred ones because their first step, yeah, right, yeah. You just take the gender bug and it'll be all fine. Yay! No, 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 no. Like you have to have conversations about it, and it's very specific to how that church is operating, you know. And 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 I'll ask them because I'm a safe space of not someone who goes to the church, so they can be honest with me. Like, Mm -hmm. are you really going to let a trans woman in at your women's retreats? Uh Are you really going to see her as a woman? Mm -hmm. Is there any buts in this future that she'll have to go through? Because if that's the case, then maybe you should think about it before she gets there or think about it with someone that's not her, right? right? Right, You know, or ask her, work it out depending on the situation right so in this regard this mm-hmm. doesn't sound what with the ex, with the exception of an omnipotent omnipotent yeah being yeah uh this sounds like basically the same conversations that are happening mm-hmm. in corporate america it's very similar and schools and universities right. yeah, and doctors offices yeah. like you know how important is four sheets of asking about birth control if someone doesn't have sex like if you're going in for a well woman and maybe you don't even have those parts i don't know like just some things i've been through (laughs) jeez (laughs) which is kind of weird because then you're like having a conversation of like abstinence well like i'm kind of not (laughs) it's just weird for me (laughs) because yeah so it's 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 a repetitive circle but if you can kind of laugh about it and just see what works for that particular community Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be great. Uh, so in this situation, people are looking at their prayer books, their song books, their ideas of uh, God and how it's very masculine. A lot of people are put off by that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's truthful that I, a I lot of church the attendance religious is really high, stuff so. is very patriarchal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's oppressive. It's suppressive. It's well, not it's just specifically, like specifically, you know, everything is, you know, everything that's divine is comes from men and mankind and everything that's kind of fucked up is you know because of the women (laughs) and that's if that's how you believe then you're not reading it you know i mean that's the thing but i mean reading's lost on a lot of people that's why we're doing a podcast and uh keeping up with the times and so they're just having meetings to talk about what would the practicality look like if you were to change Mm -hmm. literature how expensive is that well no kidding and and, you know the, the other thing is there's interpretation has become much stricter on pronouns and that sort of thing and, mm-hmm. and gender and literature over the last several years. There mm-hmm. were times not all that long ago when it was presumed that the masculine was inclusive of all others because that's the way it was. <laughs> right, right. That's not really how it is right now. You know, not, not anymore because people have become very, very picky about that, which is, mm-hmm. that's up to them. Mm-hmm. Something I was going to mention when you were talking about all the social things that they're trying to do, make sure you're welcoming, et cetera. I think one thing people frequently miss is that being too, quote, welcoming, unquote, is not welcoming at all. 
Mm-hmm. If you're if you're going to the point of singling people out and you know wandering them around and introducing them as you know this wonderful transgender person this, this one, is our this, token look at that it that could be very exactly yeah, it's our like can we just skip all of this yeah that could be very outing and, oh. well, and and you know and, and it gets sort of deeper and deeper usually uh-huh. when, when this is happening and normally it's somebody that gloms onto you and they're going to be your guide and i'm like i don't really want to be guided but thank you very much and you know those people who are out and they don't mind being out they don't mind being mm-hmm. uh the educator sure. or the the guinea pig or whatever mm-hmm. you know um sometimes even they need other people talking tools ally tools whatnot to come in and talk to people just so they get a new voice and and you know i i it's it's in a it's the episcopal church uh which it's interesting, right? Like we have the Episcopals doing this and contemplating spending millions on literature. And then we have Christian hate groups that we talk about all mm-hmm. the time. I mean, how for me, I'm I'm in the middle. Like I, I want to lift up my allies. Anybody sure. who cares that isn't into abuse or killing people <laughs> or feeding really horrible political policy. Uh-huh. Hey, let's have a conversation. Exactly. I don't care. All of a sudden I'm available because uh-huh. when those other things happen, they affect my life and my community. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but there's a, there are the people who are sort of out and take the brunt in the community. But then when you're in the body, you do see maybe other people that probably fit the description. If you know what you're looking mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. maybe some people that are questioning, maybe some kids that are gender neutral that don't get picked on anymore. And so, Hopefully the steps that you're making go the distance, but you're right. Like I have a conversation just very forward with whoever's calling. Like if this is not going to be authentic, then you really don't need to go any further Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because that's going to hurt worse. I've been to so many churches. They're like, hey, God loves everyone. Oh, except for you. You know, (laughs) like we all sin in God's eyes. Except for somehow all of a sudden your sin is way more. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, God loves you too, but in a different way. Right. Right. And and I've, I've personally been told God cries, you know, because I'm gay and (laughs) Um, as a 16 year old like that's a pretty harsh thing to hear and when you finally get your parents to approve going to whatever little sleep along camp that they're doing I can't tell you like I went to go get in the girls line and they kept sending me to the boys line which was like quite awkward or maybe better but i wasn't sure like that's not real i like you know it didn't really have the terminology or the so, so communication to talk confusion. about this <laughs> oh my god i'll tell you i'll tell you the case in point it helped me realize that maybe it wasn't worth my time being there you know yeah and maybe i should have been with like the hot other offers i had that weekend and so i'm just saying if you're trying to keep us sending less you should be more welcoming like where are we coming together as a community and there are people doing that mm-hmm. they just kind of need the 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 place to have conversations without making people the guinea pig and without you know, having to know everything. Right. And also, like, again, I think attendance and money in churches are not super high in some places. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you make it worth, you know, workable for all levels for their budget, mm-hmm. too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mm-hmm. other thing I think happens, at least I, I, I run into it fairly frequently, are people who want, you know, us to come and talk to those other people to tell them how they should be. 
and how they should act. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's, that part's not good. <laughs> that, that, that's not the way it works. If Mm-mm. they would like to have some discussions, we're good to go. <laughs> yeah. but, but you deciding that they need this. No, work. no, I think we'll just skip that one. I have a really good policy of not shooting on people. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't like, you I'm should do this, you know. But, but thankfully, exactly. I've had some life experience where I can use myself as an example. Mm-hmm. And then they can go, oh, yeah, that's what, that didn't work out very well, mm-hmm. you know. And so I don't mind. And I'm not a member of their church. But after that, I kind of like their church. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll interact with their people. I've even been to services after that just to see how it's mm-hmm. going because mm-hmm. I want to know, you know. Mm-hmm. And it does seem to be more inclusive. And the cool thing is, is when it's authentic and not this, like, weird showy thing, <laughs> right. uh, it's not a gay church. You know, mm-hmm. it's an inclusive church and things flow and everyone is included. And you, you and know that so, time where it's like, oh, it's not a thing anymore? Like, that's what but, happens. But that seems to be what's happening because I, I went to a Resurrection MCC yeah. or is it MCCR? I can't remember. RMCC, uh, Resurrection Metropolitan Community, community church, church. Municipal church. Really? Right. Yeah. No, community church. You've been yeah. doing too much RMCC. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Metro- one over there on 11. <laughs> yeah. 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 For, for so, here, it's the 11, but it's a, it's a big uh, yeah, collection of it, people, it's, that's right? That's huge. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, while it is ostensibly a gay church. Right. Yeah, here um, we say it's, gay church. It's like, you know, everyone in that community right there at the Heights, mm-hmm. you know, there's everyone mm-hmm. you know and you, you know i i know that those churches started off specifically everyone there you know was predominantly gay mm-hmm. and now you go to a so-called gay church and you see you know gay people mm-hmm. and gay themes and uh trans themes and everything but you've got everyone everyone and and they're a great example like they always show up for community when called on um they're they're there to talk to city council Mm -hmm. they're there to uh offer meals they're there to offer support like i mean a lot of people could say that they're a community center particularly this one location um because they're just so great and Mm -hmm. they just offer so much and then they also happen to be a church so then when you reverse Mm -hmm. it you're like okay gosh i really think that this is maybe um what god would do or you know like being inclusive and being caring Mm -hmm. and and but they don't say like you can have a meal only if you listen to the sermon like only if you do this like Uh like the church is like the thought process is coming from the church uh mission as it could uh Mm -hmm. doesn't always play out, out that way but it's not a necessity. It's not a put it in your throw it in your face sort mm-hmm, of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, has been my personal experience about it, and I'm grateful for them. You well, know, um, I, I think they do it more by example than by telling yeah, you. Perfect. And, and, yeah, and, that's exactly. And, you know, it. if you see the way they're treating everyone and that everyone's being treated well and that they're helping, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. That's the example side of it, mm-hmm. but they don't stand up there and just lecture you and say you should. Right, right, and then and then like and another <clears throat> example about what welcoming is, the, you know, in, in Houston alone, I could go across town to another side of the street, go mm-hmm. to a Baptist church. And they're welcoming, but they're hoping I'm not a practicing homosexual. <laughs> they're hoping you're not having sex in the church yeah. right that moment. Well, I, or in general, like you know, I've been told that I can have a complete relationship with just the Lord. 
and and, okay. and that's that's right. that's how my life will go if oh. that's how I want to be in the church, and that's rough. Like, so I want to kind of pause here. I, I want to say that you know specifically religion and church establishment and stuff can be difficult for some people. Um, you know, because some of us we have some trauma around that. I had not only do do churches seem to be like the place where a lot of abuse happens, whether it's sexual abuse or mental abuse or physical discipline abuse, mm-hmm. so-called discipline. Um, but you you know you get instilled with this idea that uh, you know. You're going to a fire, and your spirit yeah. is going to burn Lose the from physical life, lose fire family. and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, and so there's all of this stuff, and a lot of us we have baggage, and uh, you know I don't know about you because we've never yeah. really talked about that. Depending on how you define what my thoughts are, I'm either a believer, an atheist, an agnostic, a Satanist, or a Buddhist. So <laughs> I, you know, sounds like a good combination to me. <laughs> to cover every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. I think the neat thing is that with news, with social media, with people actually interacting, you know, out of their silos Mm -hmm. and whatnot, we can see some of the things that have been going on. We can say, oh, you know, that happened to me too, or you're not alone, or here's how Mm -hmm. we do it over here, you know, and Houston's a great place for diversity. We talk about that a lot, but we're still dealing with stuff. You know, we right. still have the homeless youth. I was my dentist, so I wasn't talking. She was in my mouth. She was <laughs> she was telling me about how uh, she's a great lady. She was, she was telling who, me how like who gets into your mouth right. every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, totally consensual. Uh, she's a great dentist, but uh, she she was telling me how she, one of the ladies that she ended up um, having as a uh, a client as a patient uh, was evicted from her home and she knew the family. The family was Christian and when the daughter came out to the family they were uh, Christian haters or evictors we like to call them mm-hmm. like they just sent her along her way and kicked their kid out mm-hmm. and you know now she doesn't see her as a, as a patient or a client and it's like that happened last year it's not like this was 10 years ago right you know it still happens Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so and then they fall on what churches orgs streets cities community to help you know Mm -hmm, to get help mm -hmm. so i think it's good that we're talking about this you know um and hopefully awareness equals i don't know action but i love those people who are coming from calling from churches saying what can we do Mm-hmm. We realize mm-hmm. there's a problem. There's people who walk in the pride parade who say we're loving and accepting. There's people who, uh, at some point, somewhere in the world, I saw an article being passed around that there were Christians that had um, signs and banners saying, we know that these things have been said to you, and they had different sayings, and we said, we're sorry, mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. is what we would say, and they flipped a sign, and they said, and we're sorry, you know, mm-hmm. and we're sorry. So, I don't know, leading by example, well, that's certainly something you didn't see, you know, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so in in that way, that, that is progress. At the same time, uh, you know, thinking about religion, um, I was looking at this New York Times, uh, I guess it's an op-ed, and, uh, you know, it's it's about Russia and, you know, the, the spy that was recently arrested and is sitting in jail right now. Um, and she has w- red hair. Yeah. Oh, does oh, she now? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Robert Sorry. and I would not like to be in any more trouble. <laughs> uh, that's a quote from my mom. <laughs> well, so this this uh, this thing is talking about how. So in Russia, uh, last podcast we were talking about the crackdown on queer queerness and queer pride, uh, you know, and and the ways people are trying to kind of resist that uh, in in shows of pride, but in creative artistic ways that get around these these kinds of laws that if you have something gay pride, then you get arrested. Um, but it, it's talking about how this spy was able to ingratiate herself in the various right wing, you know, explicitly religious movements through by by capitalizing on the anti-gay, anti-trans, anti-queerness movement that's happening in Russia, so that she would talk about, you know, the the importance of family, and you know, it's it's bad to you know for kids to be converted into that lifestyle, and they, you know, she, that was part of her spiel how she, you know, accessed these religious power structures. Which is interesting to me. And she also really liked guns, and so the NRA was an obvious target. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just interesting. Religion is such a, 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 difficult, uh, a difficult conversation, specifically for our community, because it's been used against us in such um, dramatic fashion, everything from um, validating uh, every horrific act that, uh, you know, has been uh, perpetrated against a, a, a queer person at some point. Some, you know, there's some snake handler out there saying, yeah, well, you know, killing that you know, gay person, that trans person was justified because here in the Bible it says stoning or some yeah. bullshit like that. And, and it doesn't, but that's beside uh, of the course. point. You know, one of the things that you have to remember, and it, we, we get very focused on our own communities and everything, but more people have been killed being justified by religious reasons <laughs> than any other reason in the world. I mean, it's just all the time but, and it's been that way but like thousands of people yeah, yeah. well hundreds of thousands yeah, i mean right. the crusades um, i don't millions. know how many they yeah. killed millions, but millions yeah. and millions but it it's the largest justification for killing people and and to your point it's not just christianity on the trans advocate we have a story about a buddhist uh um like reparative therapy center that that is is uh supported by the state and supported by the community so they get these gay and trans kids in there and with you know serious meditation you can meditate the gayness and the transness out of these kids that's like the new exodus or mm. Ugh. Exorcism type stuff or whatever. <laughs> I mean, is, that, is that the name of it? The, the gay uh, I don't even know. reassignment 
stuff is yeah, Exodus. But, but what I was going to say is the, the interesting oh, thing is trying horrible. to reconcile Buddhism with reparative therapy. <laughs> I mean, there's certain things that just don't work together. Well, I mean, I, you know, I know the text and the tradition pretty well. And, uh, you know, the Buddha explicitly endorsed transition. <laughs> I mean, right. That's, that's, that's what I mean. It, like, it, you know, a monk needed to transition to a nun, so that was okay, and, and vice versa, and that was okay. And, you know, that's... <laughs> and, 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 yeah, as, as I said, it, it's sort of one of the basic tenets. <laughs> I mean, how do you sit there and talk about non-attachment and then get super attached? Like, <laughs> I mean, just the basics. Like, what? <laughs> People are really present in those conversations. You can't mess around with them. No, sorry. Well, that's, and, and, that's not good. Yeah, and, and I think that's one of the things that happens with religion is everyone spins it for their own purpose and mm-hmm. there's no purity. But then they go back to some text that exists and use that as justification for going way beyond anything that absolutely religion would actually endorse it makes me hopeful to see religious movements tackle questions of how do we become more inclusive how do we Mm -hmm. uh you know uh act in ways that address and and bring some sort of comfort uh and maybe address some of the damage that's been done Mm-hmm. in our particular religion's name that that's really good and mm-hmm. i know some people who religion having a religious community is extraordinarily important to them it's mm-hmm. extraordinarily important and the whole uh rituals that go on in in the various religious communities is very important um you know not so much for me, but, you know, for others, it's, it is very important. And I'm glad that those resources are available. In fact, I think our first website that we did back in the mid-90s uh, was kind of a national database of the, the various religious communities that were, very, were explicitly uh, accepting of trans people and it was a short list (laughs) i'm thinking it's a really short list now that i'm thinking about that well but but one of the big things about it i think is that religion is is very personal and you know that sort of thing i i frequently refer to churches as social clubs (laughs) Um, and and you know you can do whatever rituals in your social clubs you want as long as it doesn't hurt other people right That, that that's that's my opinion now uh, people are like, well, but ours is the one true. And I'm like, and so is the other one. And so is the other one. And so is this one. And so is that one. So I'm back to my social club and approach. subset of that subset. Yeah. And, and, and it's sort of like, it can be whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Just don't use it to attack other people. And mm-hmm. I'm fine with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's one of the big problems is it actually it's sort of like when we're being asked to come out and tell other people how they should act by a third person who doesn't like the way they're acting. It's the same type thing. It's like, no, you don't get to do that. that, 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 That's where the line gets crossed. And so many of them come out and do things that are very harmful and they do it very publicly, et cetera, Mm -hmm. that, you know, that is where, you know, I have problems. 
as far as the, oh, we want you to repair the things you did in the past, if there's specific things your religion did, then I think there should be some apologies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. That stopping don't don't apologize while you're continuing to do the same thing. Right. I, I mean, you can if you want, but it means nothing if you do. And, and that, that I've seen that so many times where it's like, oh, we're reformed, we're this and that, we're totally welcoming, and they turn right around and do exactly what it is they say they were reformed what, from. What, it was uh let's see what was it last podcast or the podcast before we were talking about there was this spiritual not religious group that uh you know had a trans person in it and she went to go use the bathroom and this cis woman put her in a headlock and tried to choke her out yeah you know but and they were supposed to be welcoming and everything right (laughs) practicing exorcism no that's not good that's not good and and you know and 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 that's those are the kind of problems that you see. Yeah. It's it, it like it, it needs to be real, and I'd rather you just openly discriminate if you were <laughs> going to hide it instead of really not care. The funniest thing is that in most cases, if people will just sort of take a step back and take a deep breath and just have a conversation with the people, generally everyone is pretty likable. Hmm. And there's some people that aren't, but they're not likable in a way that makes it almost amusing frequently. Well, I yeah. mean, the, the the big groups here in uh, Houston that were against equality that like they uh, actually have a panel of them, like they're on like a yeah, like yeah, these are I known mean, people was, who are against it. It was uh, well known pastors, you mm-hmm. know, multi million mm-hmm. dollar pastors mm-hmm. with enormous churches that were against us and mm-hmm. uh, various other types of pastor groups and uh, you know and and they were standing up in the name of God mm-hmm. to proclaim their divine right to make my life hell yeah. you know? yes. <laughs> as yeah. part of their freedom yes. of religion. Interestingly enough, I don't ever remember them saying they were doing this in the name of God, which I always found interesting. They were quoting the Bible. They were doing Mm -hmm. all sorts of other stuff. But for some reason, they seemed to stop short of saying they were doing it in the name of God. I I have an opinion why, because I think that they think it's probably wrong and they didn't want to go there. But that's just my opinion. Well, I always saw them in their various clergy garb, mm-hmm. you know, with their Bible in hand, quoting scripture, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, and, you know, that... The message is pretty clear, right? You know, yeah, I agree. But as a representative of God, I'm going to tell you that I should be able to discriminate against you. Yeah, and I mean, if you're going to this faith source and you're surrounded by people who go there, and that's your community, and that's all that they talk about, and you get the message on whatever day of the week, sometimes two or three, you know. I mean, it, it's this sort of repetitive thing mm-hmm. of whatever topic they're covering. And I just, I just, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not really cool to challenge that. Uh-huh. And, and so it's, it's, it's a thing if you only have three or four topics and hate and homosexuality and deviance and whatever <laughs> is on the repeat, then I mean, it, it's, it's tough. I don't know that mm. a lot of people necessarily agree, but then a lot of congregations go out and vote together. They mm-hmm. go out and do what Jesus would do at the voting polls or do what Jesus would do wherever, you mm-hmm. know, and it's very selective as to where <laughs> they like actually practice this or don't. But again, like some people, if you talk to them, they're like, they will vote the way Jesus votes. And, and you know, one of the things is... <laughs> that 
almost <laughs> always in the same general genre of religion. There mm-hmm. are truly accepting congregations. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, and so if you really want to go someplace else or find something else, you can. So, you know, I always frequently I've wondered why people stay and, and complain about the fact that it, it's right. that way as opposed to say, go find something else. Well, and now we can watch it on television. We can watch it on YouTube. Yeah. We don't actually have to go. You never know who you're who you're following. It really is if it's outside of the walls of the church. But you never also know like who's paying those people to talk. You never know where it slides into politics. I mean, one of the things that came across um, the wire is that lawmakers introduced a bill banning gay and trans panic defense. Yeah, so it's all that's that. not new, but at least it's happening in more states. Well, uh, so before we get into the headline news, uh, did I just said headline news again? Headline news. I guess that's going to be a thing that I'm doing now, I guess. Sorry about that. I Everyone, I apologize profusely. It will probably continue. I am sorry. <laughs> Headline news. Headline news. <laughs> That's probably copyrighted. <laughs> right. We should just edit that out. <laughs> we'll just beep it yeah. out from now on. <laughs> beep, beep news. Yeah. And people can guess what yeah. the two beeps are. Yeah. Well, I want to take a break for to, to remind people of a couple of things when we come back. I want to remind people of some primaries coming up. and no, some not more primaries. Yes, and some news. And um, then we have Gwen Smith's uh, Gender Nation. So we'll be right back. If you're trans, intersex, or genderqueer and are a victim of a disaster, we can help with our Trans Disaster Relief Fund. And if you're going to college, university, or trade school, you can apply for one of our scholarships. Located in Houston, Texas, we hold weekly support group meetings and run the only community-owned transgender archive that's open to the public. Also, please keep in mind that our 2018 Houston Transgender Unity Banquet will be held Saturday, September 15, 2018. If you'd like to learn more about any of this, just go to transadvocate.com. <laughs> okay, hey, we're back. <laughs> we're back. And uh, before we get uh, onto the news, I wanted to remind people that you have August primaries coming up. I'd better and- to go back to Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll get we'll get to Scarlet <laughs> on uh, uh, Gender Nation. I'm tired Jesus. of primaries. <laughs> okay, so we have 14 primaries coming up in August. If you hear your state, that means that you have a primary that you need to get out and vote in. Um, so here we go. We got Alaska, Arizona, Connecticut, Florida, Hawaii, Kansas, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri. Tennessee, Vermont, Washington, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. So get out next month and vote. And if you are not registered to vote, you can go to the Trans Advocate and um, we can help you with that. Um, Right under the Resources tab, uh, Register to Vote is the first link. Um, Remember, uh, as of this recording right now, we have 108 days until the U.S. election. And locally, 
We have about 12 to 13 days before early voting starts for this huge <laughs> bond election. Crazy, mm. isn't it? It okay. is. Elections, elections, elections. What's the bond election? The bond election is the county bond election to raise all the money in the world so that we can supposedly fix hey. all of the flooding in the world. Hey, can, can <laughs> okay. you like explain to people what a bond is? Yeah, a bond's really easy. You borrow money. <laughs> well, why? So... Um, bond, a bond essentially for a county or any governmental agency to borrow money, they have to have authority. And so you do a bond election that allows them to issue bonds. And a bond mm-hmm. is a, basically a note that says the county, city, state will repay it. Frequently, it's out of certain kinds of revenue. So that there's uh, a reason that to think it will be repaid. You know, like toll road bonds are paid out of toll road, toll road revenue. Now, the nice thing about bonds versus just borrowing the money is that usually they're staggered as to when they issue so you don't suddenly owe this huge amount of money you sort of sell the bonds as you come up to the point of saying gosh you know maybe we're going to need the money for what we're doing now the other thing about bonds is that if they're municipal or government bonds then they're frequently tax-free as opposed to mm -hmm. not now in texas Having a tax-free Texas bond doesn't help you in Texas because we have no income tax. That's right. But in a lot of other states, that really helps a lot. Um, and so, so you know, there, there are some advantages to them, and they're generally considered pretty safe unless, you know. So these are seen as investment products. Oh, absolutely. That's mm-hmm. exactly what they are. And a lot of funds will invest in them. So, okay. So <laughs> these, these bonds, uh, I guess, will su- supposedly fund... Um, I guess, flood remediation? or A, hu- a huge flood- number of projects. I mean, okay. there, there's a lot of projects that have been sitting that, that are probably good projects. Mm-hmm. And then there have been more added, and there have been all sorts of um, public meetings where people can suggest things, and Harris County Flood Control decides whether or not they think it should be added mm-hmm. and and that sort of thing. So there's a large list, plus there's some unfunded things. There's some things that will be funded in coordination with the city. Uh, one, one of the problems uh, here is that, you know, most, well, not most, uh, probably half of the county is the city of Houston. Frequently, the county doesn't do much inside the city of Houston, but mm-hmm. the residents pay the exact same taxes as the people who aren't in the city of Houston. And so there, there's a concern currently that the people outside the city are getting a whole lot more service from the county than the people inside the city, and mm-hmm. you know, for the amount they pay. And so there are there is a good chunk of this uh, bond money that is tagged to go to do projects with the city of Houston, et cetera. Now, the other thing, you know, some people are worried about the areas that it's in. And what they need to remember is that an awful lot of the major money expenditures are going to be northwest and north of the city of Houston, as opposed to right in the city of Houston. That's because the water runs from the northwest to the south and from the north to the south. And so, you know, you got to go upstream if you want to fix the flooding to a certain degree. So there, there is, it is weighted heavily for some of those areas. And those are the projects that have been planned for a long time, but were never fud- funded. Uh, I suspect it's going to be between now and the election is, I think, the 25th. And I suspect there's going to be a whole lot of push and publicity and all sorts of things for and against it. So around August 25th? Yep. The the anniversary Uh of Harvey is when they're having it. The Tuesday, that's the anniversary of Harvey. Wow. Hmm. (laughs) 
Wow. It's, it's not, yeah. not, not minor symbolism there, shall right. we yeah. say. Right, right, right. But it's, it's been a year. It's yeah. been a year almost. So but, damn. but looking at it the other way, it's only been a year. Uh-huh. Not quite. Right. I mean, right. seriously. Because right. it right. seems like a really long time ago to and me. And the, the way we're tracking it's very different depending on the amount of trauma you went through with Harvey. You know? It, exactly. And, uh, uh, so if you are not registered to vote, get registered because it's worth having in your calendar. What I just heard is we can help the city. We can support, you know, maybe the flooding that happened, maybe the flooding that is, you know, still to come. And uh, we like it doesn't take that long to get out there and do it. Mm. You just simply have to put it in your calendar. And we all know and we're compassionate for the things that get in the way. The three of us sitting at this table, you know, do a lot. But <laughs> if it gets in your calendar and you can get out there, it'll make a difference. It will. And, you know, it, it, it's one of those just go vote. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and if you're confused about it, go to one of the public meetings mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, Rodney Ellis is one of the... Uh, county commissioners call his office and just flat ask him yeah that makes sense call harris county flood control yeah. and say i need i want to know what these projects are uh-huh. they will give you somebody who has information that's good and so it also has erling voting attached to mm-hmm. it it's not just on a tuesday yep. night where it you can't get off of work or two, whatever two full weeks of early voting which okay. for a single issue vote is a lot of early voting right well so um i wanted to say uh the Brazilian folks, you know, our, our division in Brazil, we have the Trans Advocate Brazil. They wanted us to uh, mention that the big thing going on for them right now associated with body autonomy is uh, their version of Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Um, so it's going to finally go before their Supreme Court, right? Well, yeah, that's 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 what uh, Emil was saying. Um, I, I was just looking it up, and apparently, there's uh, you know there's there have been huge protests and things uh, to support body autonomy in tar- in terms of abortion, uh, and apparently, their lower chamber of Cong- Congress, whatever you know, uh, approved a bill legalizing so-called elective abortions. Um, and that was seen as a, as a big thing, but apparently that there's a big fight coming over, you know, whether that will stand or not. So that's, that's their big issue, uh, that Emil has been focusing on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think, again, this is back to, uh, some of the religious beliefs make that difficult to say oh, the least. Yes, very much so. Catholic stuff, very, very heavily, heavily Catholic. Um, and uh, so I had uh, posted this in our group um, to remind me to mention. So let me just read the headline. Attorneys for Anchorage Shelter and Prop 1 ad fallout slapped with an equal rights camp complaint. Okay, so these, uh, so Prop 1. Well, wait, wait. Do you know what's so neat about this? And I'll set this up beforehand. And Go that is. We didn't do this. A government yes. agency is yes. the one that, it, that basically charged them. Yes. And so, I, you know, this is fantastic. So you've got the attorneys for this anti-trans, you know, so-called bathroom bill, which was Prop 1. You know, they had the ads The you know, if you've survived one of these types of uh, propositions that, that happen from time to time, you know the types of ads that they put out there. And usually these ads, you know, some of them, 
some of them I don't like, but you know, they're just an opinion. They're not lying. They're not maligning people. It's just an opinion. And as much as I personally disagree with that opinion, okay, fine. But whenever you get down to lying and making up stories and maligning entire groups of people and stuff, that becomes a problem. And of course, since this Prop 1 happened, that's what they engaged in. And I I, I love that their commission slap them with a um, equal rights complaint. This is fantastic. And this, this is this type of stuff that I think that our community needs to get good at facilitating, either facilitating or taking it upon ourselves to do. Um, whenever these types of groups come up and they, they, you know, start engaging in this type of rhetoric, this type of these lies that affect all of us in our community that are perceived as being trans or known to be trans. Um, we need to fight back, and this is the way to do it. Well, and, and in, in this case, Anchorage has a very strong um, Equal Rights Act, and they have a commission, and this commission decided that they were out of line. Mm-hmm. which is the thing that makes it even cooler. I mean, it, it wasn't like there's, you know, 20,000 trans people who are standing out there with mm-hmm. placards. It's the commission that said, no, this is this is out of line. You stepped over the line. We're charging you with it. <laughs> yes, yes. So the, the hate group, the, the, the it's called First Liberty. <laughs> they have all these ironic names. Um, so they say, these are unelected bureaucrats. <laughs> well, they are. They're appointed yeah, well, bureaucrats. So what? So does that actually do it? I mean, the truth is, you know, you engaged yeah. in this rhetoric. The, the nice thing is that under our laws in general, if you don't lie, you can pretty much say anything you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, I may not like it. Mm-hmm. No one may like it. But if it's not a lie, then you're pretty heavily protected. Now, if you move it over to a lie, all that protection goes away. <laughs> and, and, and that's the real key. Uh, you know, we've had that discussion about some of the stuff that happened around Hero. I mean, the problem was it was a lie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there were a lot of them that, that, that were pushed. And so, you know, that's where the problem comes in. I mean, if, if you say something that somebody did and they did do it, well... It's exactly. just a fact. Right, <laughs> you know? exactly. May, may not like it, but oh well, it's a fact. But generally, there aren't any facts that they can use, so they just make they just up something. They just manufacture it. And, and the, the concern that I really have is that that's becoming normal out of Washington now, too. And it, <laughs> it wasn't a few years ago. It, well, it, it's like you, know, you just sort of make something up and go with it. Who cares? Well, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I've always not trusted politicians. You know, maybe they're going to fudge something here, fudge something there. But, like, you know, we've moved into the age where when Trump was uh, – you know, took his oath of office, you know, and did the parade, you know, he has this big thing and, um, you know, it's raining. You know, he later said the sun was shining on him. You know, it's that type of... The stands were empty. We saw it on camera, but they were full. It was the largest ever. And then it was the largest ever, but the overviews didn't look quite that way. But then we took a picture of... 
a different parade superimposed it and said this was the inaugural parade i love how france didn't let him forget that like, <laughs> they're like this is what a real crowd looks like <laughs> and we're not here for you like you want us to be <laughs> and, and you know i mean that that's the big problem those are just straight out lies it, it it's mm-hmm. it, it's a huge problem with that but but i really think that that's really cool that it didn't require any action. They did their job and sort of said, nope, not going to mm-hmm. happen that way. And that is happening more and more. Um, people are getting dinged for telling lies. And that, that has just started in the last six or eight months, which I find really positive. And, and I'm wondering if maybe all this stuff in Washington doesn't have local people just fed up with lying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, we, we have our next uh, session here in Texas, and that's coming up, and I'm sure there's going to be people pushing bathroom bills and bathroom rhetoric and, um, you know, pushing lies. So, I mean, once that happens, you know, how are we going to... It it seems like it's... Most of the time, it seems like we're running to catch up. We're not, you know, we're we're playing defense, not offense. Uh, we're, you know, oh my God. The, the. Well, you know, maybe we need to work with some of our Texas legislators. And, you know, we'd have to start doing this probably. Well, there's a few that I think are safe to say that they'll probably make it through. And maybe we need to start doing something like, Oh, if you submit a law that has false backup to it, it's a perjury. <laughs> Why not? I mean, if, if if you say we're submitting this law because this, this, and this happened, and it didn't, mm-hmm. why not make you submit it under oath and subject you to perjury if you're lying? That's a fantastic idea. I just thought of that just now, and I'm probably going to go talk to a bunch of legislators. <laughs> Not, not like I don't see them fairly regularly. That's actually a really good idea. I thought it was. I just think there's got to be a time where we get upset about wasting all this money. Oh, God. Like, I mean, how? if people really stopped and saw how much money is wasted on their mail outs, on their TV time, on their life, on their bandwidth... From our, we in Texas, mm-hmm. we even had a special legislation, <clears throat> right? A, okay, a special that was legislative very, session, very, very expensive. Yes, I mean, and, and by can, the way, can the, we just get mad at that? Yeah, in, in the mean, in the meantime, we can't buy pencils and paper and stuff for right. kids in school. Uh-huh. We could have uh-huh. had flooding support. Yeah, we could have had teacher support. Teachers were begging for support. Uh, yep, the students were begging for mm-hmm. support. So I, I just welcome people to get angry about the waste of money mm-hmm, you know i mm-hmm. mean i don't need businesses to say they support us although that's very nice i don't need people you know i mean come on i don't need another one of my siblings on a billboard where they're going to end up being unemployed we mm-hmm. need to stop doing that like mm-hmm, we need to mm-hmm. stop wasting money all the way around and i welcome everyone else to be completely pissed off about the fact that their tax paying money is being just washed down in hateville over <laughs> relatively and arguably so, well, a minority group of people. And then we have here, uh, we have our attorney general who keeps filing lawsuits that he knows are going to be thrown out. Mm-hmm. And we spend millions of dollars on each one of them. Millions, guys. Oh, and, and, and most of that goes to law firms that maybe he has something millions. to do with. Like right. Like being a partner. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and it's just like ridiculous. And that that's where, and, 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 and honestly, when I'm out there face-to-face, shoulder-to-shoulder with people, honestly, they're working multiple jobs. Mm-hmm. They have their plates full. 
Mm-hmm. And they start to believe that their vote, their voice, their upset doesn't matter. Well, but you know? that's what the people in power want because they don't want you to come out and vote. <laughs> exactly. Right. They, they want to convince you that there's just no point. Why waste your time to come out and vote? Mm-hmm. Now, their base, they're saying, you they know, vote. we're going to take notes as you show up. You know, it's like uh-huh. we expect to see you uh, the whole bit. And, and so, you know, that's the standard voter suppression thing. And, and it's just it, I, it's just a problem. So just FYI. Um, so looking at Hamilton, uh, what is this site? Um, it's a Hamilton 68. It's the site that follows the network of Russian bots that the, the topics that they're uh, throwing out, the, the, the URLs, the, the hashtags. So the number three hashtag that for today is walk away. So if you haven't heard of that, that's the, the supposed movement of thousands upon thousands of Democrats who are disillusioned with the Democrats and have decided that what they need to do to show their patriotism is not vote. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, the identity, they're, they're, you know, essentially tapping into the identity politic people too and saying the same type things like if if a ticket has two of this or if a ticket doesn't give you a choice that you like don't vote mm-hmm. and you know you got to remember obama did it the easy way and it's like the choice chicken or fish i know you want beef but it's chicken <laughs> or fish <laughs> you know? and, and that's really what it comes down to it's like you do have to vote Mm-hmm. And you have to question what you're seeing. You have to question people's accounts, making sure they're not bots. You have to question things. And don't just oh, accept just, it just and run with it and share with it. The top domains that they're sharing right now is Zero Hedge, which is a, a conspiracy site. Russia Today or Russian, what is RT, Russia Times? or I have no idea. Anyway, uh, Fox News and Breitbart. <laughs> <laughs> we should link, we should link that in the show notes uh, this website so people can do their own. Yeah, but you know, even Fox News was upset with Trump earlier in the week. They were they were they were just really unhappy. Are with... they just trying something new? Oh, no. going and going back to our uh, conversation about religion, one of the trending do- the top trending domains over the past forty eight hours is Life Site News or Life. LifeSite, yeah, it's uh, the Christian right-wing, uh, like, anti-gay, anti-trans news site that, yeah, so right. That, right. that's really popular with Russian bots right now. Wow. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep making really bad comments. I'm just going to be like, you don't say. <laughs> Or bless their heart, or shut it down. I don't know. Like, do we not have enough trans IT people in the world to shut it down? I don't know. Well, and <laughs> and yes. they must have this server like higher than Amazon if that's still open. You know, yeah. I mean, even Amazon server crashed during Prime days. <laughs> so, uh, some more news. Uh, yeah, our own uh, Kuma is up in, uh, uh, what is it, Chicago? Mm-hmm, ammo. Yeah. Uh, they're protesting uh, the Laura or Laura Children's Hospital uh, because they, they do a lot of the intersex infant genital mutilation surgeries. Uh, and uh, right now, kicking off, Literally actually. Literally, right this moment. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're starting their protest. Um, and uh, let's see, that's the... Uh, uh, 
it's the Houston International Houston was the Intersex, Intersex Society. Society. Yes, that's yes. right. Okay. Yes. They, gotcha. they said in concert. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. So um, it's it's. Well, uh, I know it's not common for all people to be inclusive to intersex groups in the mm-hmm. trans umbrella, but we definitely are. Yes. And they're there, literally outside of the place that's doing. Uh, the mutilation to children on their genitals uh, to protest, saying these things uh-huh. have happened to us mm-hmm. and, w- and we don't want them to happen anymore. Right. And the interesting thing is that in the last Texas legislative session, there was a law introduced that would yes, prevent that. they worked really hard it, on that. It, it got further than most newly introduced laws get. Right. It, I am quite sure will be reintroduced mm-hmm. in January mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll get even further. And And if Texas is going this way and looking at it, mm-hmm. trust me, it really needs to mm-hmm. be looked at because mm-hmm. this is this is a problem for practical purposes. It's non-consensual surgery. Uh, you know, it's non-reversible, non-fixable. Right. I want to give Kuma and them like a lot of credit. I mean, for their group to have done the things that they've done over the past couple of years is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the introduction of uh, an intersex protection law. Uh, our bill here in Texas introduced. Um, you have, um, I think they were the ones who got the t- uh, city hall lit up with yep. the yes, intersex, intersex colors. Co- colors. The intersex awareness. Um, day. They helped organize uh, and promote this protest. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's pretty fantastic. And, and you know. It, it it does happen to be one of the TFA groups. They oh, operate, what? 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 They operate, what they operate independently this is one under of the right. Transgender yet, Foundation yep, of America yep, groups yep, to slay yep, the yep. trans advocate. Yet <laughs> another one of those. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it's like a lot of our and, other. And you know, they, they they did a great job keeping it going and starting mm-hmm. it up, and then then now they're they're umbrelling under us, and so yep. they have five hundred one c three status. So the mm-hmm. Houston Intersex Society, they have a Facebook page. You can get the updates there. Yeah. Um, they're uh, patrons they do, on our website, tfahouston.com. Yeah, they do like, uh, live events and things and yep. Q&As. They do. That's really interesting. They, they do panels. They do talkbacks. They do um, uh, poetry nights, mm-hmm. uh, film nights, where they show, uh, oh gosh, inner Interact, uh, I think, is another organization that works with intersex beings, and they um, show basically narrative videos around the world of mm-hmm. uh of what their experience was and then how their policies went or didn't go and what they would want for people so finding solidarity it's a really big umbrella of mm-hmm. how people identify how they fall under this umbrella what their needs are and we hope to have kuma or mo on the podcast to tell us how mm-hmm. the protest went absolutely absolutely in fact um um, I believe we will have some audio, so I might just splice that in here. Great. Possibly. Yeah. Not surgery. Keep your scalpels off of me. Autonomy. Not surgery. Keep your scalpels off of me. Autonomy. Not surgery. Keep your scalpels off of me. Autonomy. Not surgery. Keep your scalpels off of me. And so... If if we have that audio, you will have just heard some of the protest. This is uh, Kristen saying a prayer to the technology gods. Yes, that's like, right. Please, please record. <laughs> if not, we we I, I could just put in some sound effects of crowds, angry crowds, horns. Make, make sure make sure if you do that, it's something like an Olympic-sized crowd. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, if, you, if you're going to lie, you might as well right. lie big. Yeah. <laughs> if everyone else can do it, we can do it hey, too. this is a Trump yeah, age. This is know, great. Why yeah. not? Why not? Why not? Oh my gosh. And if somebody notices the wrong national anthem or something being put... <laughs> No, it's just their imagination. Would it be wrong or is it right? We're not sure. Do we know ours? This is questionable. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, <laughs> um, I think we're going to take a break for Gender Nation. And uh, then when we I thought come we did back- that. No, we haven't. We haven't. Oh, Not yet. okay. Yeah. Um, so, Gender Nation, when we come back, uh, I want to. Talk a little bit about that and uh, do upcoming events. I know that we this time around we have some local events and we have some uh, international events that we want to talk about coming from the Trans Advocate and the UK. So we will be right back. Gender Nation is a bi-weekly trans advocate column by the founder of the Transgender Day of Remembrance, Gwendolyn Ann Smith. Funeral funded for fallen trans man. Dane Gray, a 22-year-old trans man who was studying at City College of San Francisco, took his life on the 2nd of July. Thanks to the generosity of both his friends and sympathetic strangers, Gray will receive a proper burial. After his death, his body stayed in the medical examiner's office, with Gray's parents refusing to claim his remains. What I was originally told by them is that his parents wanted nothing to do with the body, wanted nothing to do with the funeral, wanted nothing to do with anything, said Lady Katrina, a counsellor for the Queer Resources Centre at CCFC, to KNTV in San Francisco. Katrina started the fundraiser to help cover funeral expenses for Gray, using GoFundMe in an attempt to raise $17,000 to provide a casket, burial clothes, funeral services and his final resting place. To date, the campaign has raised $22,873 from 915 people, well surpassing the estimated cost of the funeral. Over the course of the campaign, too, Katrina has been in touch with Gray's family. They have apparently had a small change of heart. Gray's mother and other members of her family do intend to present for the funeral. While there are no known figures, it is painfully common for transgender people to be disrespected in death and many stories abound of transgender people buried under their dead names and birth genders, being dressed up in an identity they did not share in life and the behest of an unsupportive family. In many cases, their friends are also not allowed to attend the service and may never know where their friends' remains ended up. Thanks to lawsuit, Puerto Rico to correct birth certificates. Transgender Puerto Ricans will now be able to adjust their birth certificates to match their gender identity, thanks to a lawsuit sponsored by Lambda Legal. The ruling was handed down last April, striking down the territory's existing policies, barring the charge. As a result, birth certificates can be changed as of the second week of July. As of this date, all but three of the United States still bar a change to birth certificates for transgender people. Tennessee, Kansas and Ohio, with Lambda Legal already filing a suit against the latter. The inability to update one's birth certificate is a possible source of discrimination for transgender people, who can face harassment, denial of benefits and other issues due to having an incorrect gender marker on their birth certificate. No more rub and tug for Johansson. 
Scarlett Johansson has dropped her bid to play Dante, Tex Jill, a transgender man who had ties to organised crime in the 1970s. Johansson was a producer on the movie project titled Rub and Tug and was assigned to play Jill in it. The trans community addressed their concerns, citing many other recent films in which non-transgender actors portrayed transgender people. In response to criticism, Johansson's publicist told critics they can be directed to Jeffrey Tamor, Jared Leto and Felicity Huffman's reps for comment. Each of the above performed as transgender people, often to critical acclaim from non-transgender audiences. They also faced criticism from transgender people, making the statement all the more outrageous. Johansson did eventually relent after it became clear that the backlash had become too big to contain. In light of recent ethical questions raised surrounding my casting as Dante, Tex, Jill, I've decided to respectfully withdraw my participation in the project, Johansson was quoted as saying to Out Magazine. Many remain concerned, as the project still retains director Rupert Sanders, who has worked with Johansson on Ghost in the Shell, which featured Johansson as an Asian character. That said, the film's future remains in limbo, with both the main actor and the producer exiting the project. We're back, and um, yeah, that last <laughs> little piece about rub and tug, the Scarlett Johansson thing. Ma'am, what do you think about that? <laughs> I just said, don't get me started. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, I don't think she should have dropped out. I think she just should have transitioned. <laughs> just just like, announce just, it, come out of the closet, just, and just, go for it. Just a straight-up Caitlyn Jenner, two-week yeah, yeah, you know, fair spread. Take, yeah. We all know it only takes an hour, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you're right. She'd get, like, a Vanity Fair spread, and then she'd yeah, get, I yeah. Mean, Call Barbara. I'm an <laughs> asshole. Jeez. <laughs> I really liked Scarlett Johansson until she started getting wacky. I mean, her her like women's uh, I don't know pussy hat speech. Like she was she she had me going there. Like I loved her women's march speech after uh-huh. the whole Trump thing uh-huh. the, and the women's march. And then um, I appreciated some of her films, but it's just gone sideways once she took on an Asian character and a trans man and and. I love that the trans film community is stepping up from um, behind the camera and then in front of the camera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to support, <laughs> we're talking amongst friends. If you want to support trans films, support uh, Scott Turner Schofield's new film. He's raising money, uh, How to Become a Man in 127 Steps. Easy steps. Easy, easy steps. Easy steps. Easy steps. Yeah. Uh, uh- We've had him down. He mm-hmm. was at the Trans Center. Yep. yep. He's been a Unity Banquet uh, keynote speaker. Yep. Mm-hmm. I always say keynote, but just speaker. And uh, th- one of the neat things that I like... And that he responds to things that we post oh, and send to him. He's so <laughs> great. He's, I just, I, I've, I've interacted with him. He's just such a great guy. And, and But the neat thing about the film is it's going to be a choose-your-own sort of option of the story because that's how he did it in the theater was if you were sitting in the seats you had a prop underneath your seat and if you pulled something out like a binder or a tampon or whatever like (laughs) it it it, it cued his story that he would tell so every night was a different set of stories oh cool so they're trying to do that with the actual uh movie part of it too the part that i like though is the fact that it's 127 easy Easy, steps steps. (laughs) and and, and, you know it, it it's much more accurate than the well here's the three steps that you need to do thing right. that, that like you just had one surgery it. right it's like no, yeah, no that's not even close that's not what happens well so what do you think so the argument the pushback against uh johansson dropping out right. was look 
We've had uh, cis people playing trans roles, you know, whenever Boys Don't Cry came out. I wasn't mad at that. We were like, holy shit, this is the best thing ever. Because of when it came out, because of how it came out, because she put her career on the line. I will interrupt for her. Sorry. I mean, that inspired (laughs) my life. I wasn't mad at that. No, no, don't talk about that. Well, Uh, I think it's important to... putting her career on the line and everything that she did for that. She put her career on the line. Like, all she had before was, like, I don't know, being Danielson's next sidekick on... On Mr. Uh-huh. Miyagi's La La La, but like, uh-huh, I mean, true, true. you know, but but that film wasn't going to be in America, uh, released in the United States. First of all, they had to mm-hmm. fight for that. Mm-hmm. Second of all, uh, there weren't like a lot. Uh, call me out on this. I don't care. There weren't a lot of trans man actors at that point to pick from. Mm. So there just weren't. Like I didn't know of any. Did you know of any? I don't know. Pick the date that that came out on. And then she came out this year. I don't really even watch a lot of media, but I have enough to say about these moments. <laughs> she came out this year on um it was either the Grammys or the Oscars or something and uh Hillary Schwank and introduced the award to the trans woman film that won from another country mm-hmm. and and said what a generous opportunity it was to play this part and it was an opportunity mm-hmm. for her mm-hmm. like she she's always been humble she's always been an advocate uh, ever since she played that role i've seen other cis people play roles and then just put that video on the shelf they don't necessarily mm-hmm. like claim it too much they don't do anything for the community they don't really talk about it they just did a role they got paid for a role they did a role but scarlet she had a she had a little bit more argument coming towards her because this was going to be her releasing film of her own production company so it's not like she was just in need of a check right and this was the only part that she could find right now Mm -hmm. you know i mean we're coming on a 10-year anniversary of heath ledger passing Mm -hmm, away mm -hmm. right and i'm switching to males yeah but the point is is like a lot of people remember the film that he died in and but they don't talk about brokeback mountain Mm -hmm. but brokeback mountain was turned down by lots of male actors right Uh and they said it's not because i don't like the script they said it's because i mean i'm a leading male actor i may not get any other films after this Mm -hmm. this is what i do so in that point in time in the film industry it was very different than now so scarlet being flippant and saying talk to these other cis people that just Mm -hmm, recently mm -hmm. played like i don't know the danish girl uh (laughs) yeah we did talk to them by the way and we didn't have a lot of say in it (laughs) so guess what we have a little bit more powerful say now on your little documentary with your new film coming out of your production and that was just the wrong angle to take unless of course you were going to caitlin jenner transition as i said and pull it off she could have fixed the whole thing just by saying well okay Part, step up, you know, do the work. That's what research is called, right? Come on, it's just a, it's just some surgery. It's only one surgery for a guy, right? No. Oh my God. Okay, a little pedestal. Damn. That's yeah. how I feel about it. And the whole rub and tug thing. We don't need any major motion films being called. This is my bitch about it. Sorry. It was like rub and rub tug. And tug. <laughs> Which I guess was the was the actual name of the parlors that Tex ran, and it was supposed to be for uh, gay uh, male sex workers when there was an HIV breakout. There, it was going into AIDS. They're getting no medication from the government. We have a mm-hmm. long history of the government not caring about us and letting people die, and 
they named those parlors were not massage envy. They were rub and tug. Mm-hmm. And as a massage, I am a massage therapist. And there is today in 2018, a <laughs> constant question still for therapists of, are you going to be unethical? Like, are you mm-hmm. going to step outside of your license? Are you mm-hmm. going to be a rub and tug situation? Like there are some stigmas that carry across a long time. I don't think in this day and age we need a movie called that. They could have called it the big text. They could have called it the trans man ran a business. Like I don't know. Like like not, let, let's not talk much about ring to that one. Let's talk about, I, they could have called it a lot of things, but but unless I was gonna save human trafficking issues or support <laughs> sex workers, <laughs> I don't really think it needed that title. So yeah. th- there could have been a few arguments with it's her. It certainly seems sensationalistic. Yeah. yeah, I have another question. Mm-hmm. Do we know of any movies where a trans actor has played a cis person? Trans actor? I wish Kuma was here. Yeah, Kuma would know. Well, a trans actor that played a cis person. You know, in, in a reasonable I don't, role. I don't think so. I mean, not that they were out. I don't think so. Yeah. I, that's what I was trying to. And think I mean, of. how do you stay in? How do you how do you stay stealth through a lot of that? I mean, that would be an archive situation. I bet uh, it would have to be a long time situation yeah i mean i don't know why not i mean yeah if, if, but it's if, like, if it's okay for people to go it's one such direction privilege to just be go like i'm gonna play direction. a trans role now and then not play trans roles afterwards like that's a little that's a little privilege but uh well, i don't no, know you know but what i'm saying is if, if you know laverne cox was playing a cis female well the, the thing that i saw laverne cox play was you know she did play uh she did do that Rocky Horror uh, TV show. So she yeah. played a white person, but that wasn't transsexual. I didn't hear well, a lot of pushback Dr. about that. Dr. Frankenfurter was a sweet transvestite. That was white. From the, what was it? Transsexual Transylvania. Yes. yes. Yeah. So not a cis person. And, and the funny thing about that one is I didn't hear a lot of pushback. One, because it was great that she got a role and we all love her. And then two, uh, because it was a TV show, so Rocky fan were like they're like I just can't go there I just can't talk and, about and, it and, like, and I just can't my, talk per, about my it. personal opinion was I was not impressed but we'll just leave it there it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. mine yeah so if Rocky okay. people aren't going to talk about it we can't talk about it <laughs> and, and, and again that 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 was that was sort of my question because I was sitting here thinking while we were going through this I'm like I don't know of any right now you know I'm, I'm not the person that knows all the movies in the world but well I think it's great that she stepped back I think it's great that the voices were heard and that's kind of the thing that we talk about is you know when people get in and put their say in and they get media behind it like there are victories that can be had we should celebrate that mm-hmm. and also i mean she's fine she's still gonna find other roles it's not like we pushed her out of something <laughs> you know well, right. and, and, um, and you right. know it, it doesn't hurt that she's <laughs> not totally liked by everyone right. that, that there's you know there were plenty of people who would jump on the bandwagon just because they don't like scarlett johansson right <laughs> right yeah well, okay, so uh, let's let's talk about um, events. So one of the events I have is Q Fest that's going on here in Houston. I love the indoor films, and uh, you can go to QFest.com and see just how diverse this selection is. Uh, one of the common things that we talked about today is uh, Russia, and they do have a film that's debuting here uh, called Gray Violet, Odd one out and it's a russian mother and her queer son trying to cope with their new situation the son is a political activist Hmm. a radical artist and applies political applies for political asylum to europe um Hmm. he was or they were 
doing a lot of activist uh, political artwork in the streets like Pussy Riot, and Pussy Riot got mm-hmm. a lot more sort of exposure. Um, and some of the people that were working with this uh, transgender queer identified person um, got out and was able to go to Europe. And, and this was actually a documentary that they made of their process of getting out and, you know, uh, safely and wow. what they're doing now. So it's it's really breathtaking uh, the fact that people can g- gather this footage, you know, the accessibility of having the camera right mm-hmm. there and making documentaries. So support film festivals. I think it's a great thing to do. Um, and speaking of, on the trans advocate, we've got a, 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 a person who reports from um, Russia, who is Russian herself, uh, who works at organizing community, looking at laws, trying to navigate what it's like to be trans, to be queer mm-hmm. in Russia, mm-hmm. trying to organize mm-hmm. community in Russia. It's yeah. not a small thing. Yeah, it gives me goosebumps. And uh, they, But go to the website, qfest.com. Uh, Spectrum South is hosting a film, and so it's a great time to have partnerships with other groups um, and get out of your house, get away from your computer, and just be in community. And uh, I don't know. Just You might be able to find some of those films if you're from afar. It doesn't mean that mm-hmm. if you're not here, you can't probably see them. So check mm-hmm. it out. Um Okay, and I know that we have the, what is it, the Unity Banquet coming up in September? September 15th. September 15th. Um, do do Are y'all looking for speakers? Or? We're, we're looking for speakers. We have contacted a couple or three people. We're hoping they'll mm-hmm. say yes and clear their calendar and all that stuff. Cool. So cool. far we haven't heard back, but we hope too soon. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, uh so in the UK, um so some of the UK folks from the Trans Advocate UK wanted us to let everybody know that the Brighton uh Trans Pride event will be this Saturday. Um and that uh <laughs> Alexis, you have blue balls. <laughs> she, she's been waiting to talk about that. You know, <laughs> finally we got to her topic. That seems to be today's major topic. I mean, Ray Hill earlier was talking about those appendages that you're talking about. I, I just, you know, Kristen for a while has had a stress ball that we had to give her to keep yes. her from making noise. And then there was a world looking like yes. globe stress ball that showed up. And I just realized there's another one. And, 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 and I'm thinking they're that multiplying. They, they multiplied overnight. And, 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 you know, I don't know which night, but. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> Because <laughs> otherwise I'd get into what Ray had said. <laughs> She'd talk more about her blue balls. <laughs> okay, so um, also in the UK, there's uh, something called a consultation on reforming the Gender Recognition Act. Um, okay, so deadline for submitting entries for the Gender Recognition Act is the 19th of October. Um, there is um, a link to where you can do that um, and I will make that available in the show notes so if you're in the UK and the Gender Recognition Act is important to you I really encourage you to take action on that before the 19th of October 
You got anything else, Robin? No, that's it. We covered conferences and stuff last time. Oh, yeah, conferences. There's the OSTEM. Yep, that's coming up in November. Mm-hmm. We have Southern no- Comfort. And Southern Comfort is in August. Mm-hmm. And wow. then we have the Philadelphia yeah. Health Trans Conference. And that is coming up in August uh, 2nd through the 4th. And then Odyssey, Gender Odyssey, um, is going to be in Seattle when you go to their website and look at the date. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> um, and on the front page, it says... Okay, so, all right. Uh, Gender Odyssey is August 9th through 12th uh, in Seattle. Wow, okay. So that's coming right up. It'll probably rain. <laughs> in Seattle? No way. <laughs> I, I've been to Seattle quite a few times. I have never seen it rain. <laughs> what? I, I You're have, kidding me. No, I'm not. It, it's sort of strange. <laughs> I've seen fog. I've never seen rain. Maybe maybe that's something to do with you. Like, you come and the sun comes out. Could be, because it's been sunny every time I've been there. I mean, I wanted to see rain. I like rain. A couple of times it was the reason I was going to Seattle. Yeah, you know, whenever I was in San Francisco, that was the thing that I missed most. While they would have mist and fog and this, like, misty rain that would pitter down all day long, they never had a good old-fashioned fucking thunderstorm where thunder and we lightning's going off thunderstorms here. well but 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 when you're in houston people don't have like 55 inch rains normally <laughs> or 19 inch which we get frequently or what do we have the other day i think we had something like 11 inches or something well, the other we day we are built on a swamp <laughs> A curve and a fairly major body of water, and the curve happens to be right where the wind's going to blow. Other than that, I don't know why it rains. So, um, okay, so we, we, is there anything else, y'all? Nope. Nope. (laughs) Okay. So, hey, folks, thank you for tuning in for another Trans Advocate podcast. And I want to say a very special thank you to the people who support us on Patreon. Uh, I believe that we started our patrons at $1 a month, and I understand that there was some confusion because I think whenever you set up Patreon, you have a choice of like setting it up for every time you post so that you would have to donate like every time we publish something every time we do a podcast and so you would be charged dollar every time we oh. do something Whoops. Uh, that's not how we have it set up we, oh. it's it's just a monthly donation so anything from a buck all all the way up to i think a hundred bucks uh we and we had someone do that once so that was amazing um so if you are a patron, patron, uh, you are the reason why we're able to do the things that we do. We're, you are the reason why we are able to uh, pay our riders uh, for the work that they do. You are the reason why we are able to have equipment and have server space and all of that kind of stuff. That's because of you. And so I really appreciate it because you make us go. 
you make everything here work. Um, so if you want to support us on Patreon, uh, you can go to the Trans Advocate and there's uh, links all over the place. But uh, on top of that, uh, we have our monthly giveaway at the bottom of every page. There's a giveaway uh, ad. You just click that. It says giveaway time. You click that. You go to another page and just fill in the information. If you are a supporter of ours, your entry gets uh, gets entered twice. So uh, whereas everyone else is getting one entry, you are getting two entries. And your entry la- is good for a year. So... Um, I guess that's about it. And so again, thank you for tuning in to another Trans Advocate podcast and we'll catch you next month or next week. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe next month. Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's do next week. (laughs) Uh, Okay. All right. See you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Trans Advocate podcast. We are a project of the Transgender Foundation of America, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Your support makes what we do possible. Resistance means nothing without supporting elected officials who won't attack trans, intersex, and queer children in our schools. They can't vote, so you're going to have to do it for them. If you live in the U.S. and are not registered to vote, we can help you with that at our site. Register and vote no matter what. The Trans Advocate Podcast was produced by Kristen Williams, all rights reserved. The Trans Advocate is a project of the Transgender Foundation of America, a 501c3 nonprofit. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the Trans Advocate or the Transgender Foundation of America. So, how, many more, make, how many more roles can she do anyway? She's already doing other races, other yeah. genders. I was gonna say, I, I was gonna say, she's probably would, just running out. It would make more headlines yeah. if she did, which is, I think, the point. <laughs> exactly. Let's see. Uh, There's some pretty funny memes going around about that. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> there was one where the gift all the kids they made a documentary about the kids in the cave being saved. She, yeah. she would play all of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, y'all ready? <laughs> Let's see. Okay, yeah. <laughs>